bruce willis was dead the whole time there were two killers luke that's your daddy the robot did it snake was a good guy he really wasn't cheating they was in purgatory the whole time what everybody dies verbal kent is kaiser so safe they killed old yellow oh my god everybody in this tyler perry movie got aids spoiled movie reviews hey welcome to another episode of spoiled movie reviews on the black Altist premium podcast network i am your host rod joined as always by my co-host karen and we are here to give you a movie review for a movie you've seen don't ever plan on seeing or just don't care about us spoiling because we spoil the movie today's movie is the long-awaited jordan pill directed written produced film uh third one he's done uh it's called nope and we're gonna get all into what we liked about it and what we didn't like and scored and all that stuff uh but before we do all that we went to the movies y'all mm-hmm. as i say let's all go to the movies. movies um we did and we sat in uh this see it we thought we sat in a different theater because for some reason theater we go to now is closed I think the, must the, be remodeling or something yeah, yeah i don't know i haven't driven by to see but uh, you can't get a ticket on the apps and uh i even saw showtimes in the app today but when you click on it, it said unavailable so mm. i don't know if they're getting closer to opening if something happened anyway right so we had to go to a different theater and this was an interesting experience because uh in this theater the seat the love seats that we like are in the back, back. yeah but it's a smaller theater so it's actually really good seats like it really is and and i like them because it literally it literally keeps you away from everybody that's all i want Mm -hmm. you know like when i um listen uh, and i think i'm not alone in this fandango updated the app today and they even said um uh it'll show you it's easier to show you what seats are taken and not in the app because i'm like yeah i can't be the only person that's looking for the further seats away from everybody uh anyway right it's almost like that that would have been the proper way to do it anyway but what that means is we saw some trailers Mm -hmm. and we saw a lot of trailers there were nine trailers Mm -hmm. uh before this movie and movies that we typically don't see trailers for because we don't watch a lot of horror Mm -mm. so let's get into these trailers and um uh and then we'll get into the review so number one was this trailer called um this trailer for a movie called oh and then afterwards we're gonna answer y'all's um question y'all's comments from other uh, reviews i forgot to mention that Mm -hmm. um so yeah uh barbarian is a trailer for a movie where a woman is in town for a job interview and she's supposed to have this airbnb by herself but it's a white dude staying at the airbnb and he says it's just a mix-up they they must have rented it to both of them but you know there's no need for you to get a hotel you can stay here for the night and all my black senses was tingling i was like no yeah these trailers might as well have been called nope (laughs) ain't that the truth yeah um it started and this is i don't know if this is uh a trend worth pointing out i don't mean in, in in any uh negative way but it seems to be like this light skin okay i was about to rate. say that too it mm-hmm. seemed like the new horror movie uh protagonist is like the light-skinned biracial woman ambiguous yeah yeah like it seemed like that a lot of these trailers felt that way i started watching resident evil resident evil was that way um anyway it's just something i noticed i'm not saying it's like a big deal but mm-hmm. uh yeah so what'd you think about this trailer karen oh uh i won't be going to see it but it was one of those things where you had me at the oh we double booked i right. like i'm yeah. immediately getting in my car and leaving i'm not standing out of none of that shit yeah these trailers might as well have been called nope <laughs> um and one of the reasons I'm, I'm not a big fan of it feels like jordan peele came in and and since jordan peele made get out a lot of people been doing get out-esque movies and maybe they always were but i don't know it seems like 
they're part of it is we need to get some black casting in here and it's diverse and i appreciate that mm-hmm. but they are very rarely written the way that i think black people are correct and this trailer felt like yeah this is this, not how black people are no. black woman would never stay in this house with this strange white man yes just, she would have either been like get the fuck out this airbnb i'm going to a hotel something and as soon as it you know took off from there where it's like the door open in the middle of her sleeping and she gets up and goes down the stairs to look for the dude in the basement i'm like yeah i'm already tapped yeah. out and it's one of those things too and not trying to be funny go ahead and hide a white starlet that you're probably going to want it for this movie yeah. anyway yeah uh because it's one of those things where for me you quote unquote wrote it i guess uh mm-hmm. blind but it's not blind because you go hey no just go ahead and and make it the all white yeah, like i said i'm not gonna i'm i'm fine with the you getting the black it just doesn't make me interested in seeing it agree i'm like if this is what this is what diversity is gonna be in a lot of cases mm-hmm. white people didn't they can't be black so they got when right. they do something they go i'll cast a black lead normally a light-skinned biracial black lead um this is what you're gonna get and it's just not gonna ring authentic to me but that doesn't mean it can't still be a good horror movie this is a genre i don't really watch so but this is par for the course for that genre correct so you know it would to write it towards my specifications would probably mean that yeah it's not good for a lot of other people yeah if 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 horror is your jam you're like why would i watch that yeah right so not for me next one was pray for the devil there's a woman who's a nun whose mom was possessed by an entity that is now possessing other people and she has to deal with the sexism of being the only woman in this co- this this covenant of priests or whatever collection of priests that fight that do exorcisms and yeah. shit so they got to teach her to 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 be to do some of the stuff to protect herself and others but at the same time um the entity she's after or that the entity is after her she thinks because it possessed her mom and but it really wants her right and it's one of those things where this genre this i it wouldn't be surprising if this is like a specific type of genre in like a subsection of horror Mm -hmm. because they've made so many of these type of movies with the priests and priestesses and things like that Mm -hmm. and so uh for me if if i you know like that that's your jam you probably would really enjoy it yeah i think there's definitely an exorcism subgenre of horror and this is a hard trailer showcase so you know it was just a lot of body horror stuff you know a girl that is possessed by the the, the demon or whatever and her hair was going in her mouth as, as she was talking and stuff like that but this is not my type of jam at all i won't be seeing it uh the invitation um another one of these uh <laughs> horror um movies and this one stars natalie emmanuel once again light-skinned <laughs> kind of racially ambiguous but black it, woman and, and- she- Mm-hmm. and the thing about this one was she does one of them dna tests and come to find out some random white dude was like hey you my second cousin and it's like you don't question that you go out to dinner with him and he'd be like well we're having a wedding why don't you come and you're like sure I'm like, yeah okay. making yeah making white people decisions um and then you know once again cast is almost all white except for her um of course natalie emmanuel is a great actress yes. and she'll do a good job blah 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 but the another one of these where the premise kind of leaves leaves me wanting for a lot and in the trailer they give away that even though it's supposed to be a wedding she's attending it turns out she's the real bride and mm-hmm. it it almost feels like it's gonna be some type of vampire horror type shit yes i think they even said it's from the people that brought you la, la lorna whatever that that movie was called oh with the uh like uh uh let let uh let latino type mm-hmm. of yeah uh so yeah this i hate to do this i know there's a lot of horror fans that probably Mm -hmm. hate to hear me say this but (laughs) i'm just not a horror guy so even as a premise and i just like yeah i'm out this is not a big deal and it's like she leaves her one black friend in chicago wherever she's from and goes (laughs) straight into whiteness and got it and that's another thing was giving me get out vibes with the whole like whiteness thing of like 
she's in this white white world of sophistication and money but she's she's the real victim like she's the real prey in this situation it's like okay i was it feels like a lot of people are trying to do uh jordan pill uh yeah and 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 uh shout out to uh them actually giving these women jobs you know because yeah i'm not knocking it i didn't even think about that until you said it before yeah otherwise they wouldn't even have cast them yeah right jessica m thompson is a woman directing it so you know uh i hope it's good Mm -hmm. and and by the way of these trailers this one had potential to me to be good because it felt like yeah it could be some kind of like everyone's a vampire type thing or some twist yes that that really brings it to life this actually looked like one of the better ones yeah i agree uh smile we saw the full trailer for smile Uh, uh, (laughs) smile still don't make no fucking sense yeah it, it's another mysterious this is another thing about horror trailers they always have to be mysterious so they don't give away the whole plot right but it's so mysterious that i actually was like i don't even know what this is and i'm it yeah it kind of it just wasn't for me um it just seemed like they got people looking creepy at the camera and smiling, smiling and their eyes not smiling and that's gonna basically be the whole the whole premise premise of the movie i'm sure there'll be more but mm. don't worry darling we've seen this trailer before we talked about this movie before uh it's from um it's our girl um Mm -hmm. i love this actress uh yeah florence Pugh, Mm -hmm. and i love her uh i saw midsummer because of her obviously i love her in the marvel movies and stuff like that uh chris pines in it olivia wilde's in it nick crow's in it it's gonna be some harry styles it's gonna be some acting in this one yeah (laughs) they're uh, going for the awards kiki lane's in it it's definitely got a cast but Mm -hmm. and and they clearly went all in with the outfits and the um and and the opulence of the sets and designs and and all that shit but it looked not for me and it's definitely like a thriller where she'll find out like oh life this idyllic life is not what it seems but uh hopefully they get out of that part quickly because the trailer gives that away almost immediately yes so hopefully they get to the thrills because the setup of she's got the perfect life but not really is <laughs> clearly obviously gonna happen you know of course um honk for jesus save your soul this is looks like a this is the only trailer that was like a comedy yes this is like a pure comedy yeah and um i thought it was interesting it's regina hall and sterling k brown i don't think i've seen sterling k brown in a straight up comedy before i don't think i have either yeah so he's playing a mega church pastor she's playing the first lady of that church and then it it seems someone's doing like a documentary of about them in the wake of a scandal that they just came out uh out off of and uh they're trying to rebuild their brand is this like some green leaf green leaf is a lot more serious than this um the thing i will say though is it felt like because Sterling K. Brown has done comedy. He's actually in Solar Opposites, uh, one of the voices in that. Mm. But um, the thing for me is it felt like the trailer was holding back the funniest stuff just to get it. Like, they basically said, listen, we got Regina King. We got Sterling K. Brown. Um, like, we like we got, we got a smoker here. Just all we need y'all to do is show up and mm-hmm. and, and we promise y'all we're gonna give y'all something funny right um is produced by like jordan pill and all this stuff i'm in just because i want to see um i want to see it but i don't know how to go to a theater to see it but i right. still do want to see it like it's not uh like these other trailers i was like i probably will never see these movies this one i'm like i'll watch this if it, especially if it gets good reviews but i'll definitely mm-hmm. watch this Oh, okay yeah i yeah, didn't it know just look, it just looked interesting yeah it, it just it something about like, the trailer felt like they were holding back oh yeah holding back a lot of the jokes right it's almost like uh it's not the same but like a righteous gemstone where righteous mm-hmm. gemstone just actually show it to you yeah. but they're like we can't we don't have a, a season we just got a two-hour movie or have long the movie is we saw the trailer for beast which is the the idris elba family getting stalked by a lion film <laughs> oh 
this here baby left. That nigga punched the lion in the trailer, y'all, in the face. Yeah, I'm in. I'm in. He punched ah! the lion in the face to save his black babies. Oh, I started dying before I knew it. I busted out laughing in the theater. I don't know why they put that, added that clip to the trailer. The one, like, it's just him punching that lion. I was like, I just started laughing. I was like, this is <laughs> me too. Ridiculous. This is my type of ridiculous. Um, and I want to say it has, um, god i can't think of this actor's name but he's really good um and he's in everything um uh, give me a second to look it up i want to say it's like Ch- something copley or something uh what's his name Sh- yeah Charlto Cop- copley um he's good in everything and he's such a weird dude because like he used to play like the nerdy roles in these movies and then at some point he got jacked after like district nine and chappie and then he's only been playing these action movies the a-team how hardcore henry like uh and in this one he plays like a beast uh beast ass like bushman who like hunts animals and he clearly gonna die like of course you know that like that that's that's gonna happen but it was uh it sparked my interest yeah so um let's see what else we got here um these are so many trailers y'all halloween ends the i guess the final or latest right out because because when i heard that music i was like another halloween that's what mm-hmm. i mean in my head i kept saying i thought the last one was the last one but apparently it was not i've been hearing good things about the halloween movies since um uh jamie lee curtis kind of returned to them okay um because uh they basically they've been saying like i think it's since 2018 yeah because they just almost almost they did a reboot but they almost went back to the foundation and was yeah. like, hey we got you know this is a great way to kind of end this series and so it's kind of become like you know she's the sarah connor of this universe mm-hmm. and i want to say it's like a, a basically a trilogy of these films that she's doing now right because this is the this is literally the third one yeah it's like halloween halloween kills which i think was the one that may have come straight to like paramount plus or something which i didn't hear as good of reviews for but i know halloween the 2018 one definitely got good reviews uh from a lot of people um but no still halloween films Mm -hmm. i and and if i'm being honest just not my genre so i probably won't be seeing this at all but but if that's your game get excited because this is more halloween for you and then they did this weird thing they did the like start of the movie kind of they did this thing where nicole kidman comes out and does the thanks for coming to the movie me up <laughs> and then they did another trailer and it was for oppenheimer yes okay i thought i was losing it i kept saying is this the movie i'm confused up oh, another another trailer and oppenheimer apparently is um a christopher nolan film i am at I, I assume about the atomic bomb uh, the invention of that Cause, uh, okay because it made no sense to me I was like, like what is happening here yeah stars Florence Pugh and Jack Quaid but you don't see any of that in the fucking trailer it's just Mm-mm. almost completely just like boom um <laughs> like like it's just one scene and then it's like and it's like a bunch of explosions and something about the sun and then uh, yeah that's why it made no sense I was like okay I guess uh according to trivia for the first time ever black and white film will be using an imax film camera to shoot certain scenes or something so i don't know it's it's not coming out till 2023 uh but yeah i i i don't know man i don't, I know. don't know about that one either yeah yeah like that that teaser was just, it was a teaser yes so uh maybe they'll i don't know if it's gonna be fictionalized there's gonna be some twist that we don't see or it's just gonna be a straight up like biopic almost or you know i don't know all right speaking of it so let's get into this movie nope we're gonna talk about what we like what we didn't like score from zero to five uh and then we're gonna get into your comments at the end uh nope is uh let me read the plot synopsis but of course it's directed by jordan pill written by jordan pill it stars daniel kaluuya kiki palmer brandon perea uh michael wincott steven yoon um keith david uh and then um let's see the the storyline 
after random objects fall from the sky falling from the sky result in the death of their father ranch owning siblings oj and emerald haywood attempt to capture video evidence of an unidentified flying object with the help of tech salesman angel torres and the doc and documentarian antlers holst um all right that's let's get into it so we'll talk about what we like what we didn't like can let's start with things that we like give me something that you liked about this movie something that i did like about this movie it was funny now it wasn't like a slapstick ha ha mm-hmm. ha ha but for a horror genre or, or sci-fi genre there were times that actually made me really laugh and because before we were talking about how black people responded yeah it was times where they went nope and i was looking at the screen like i'm not doing it. i wouldn't have done that either Mm-hmm. So I really enjoyed them breaking some of the tension with the laughter. Yeah, uh definitely enjoyed the 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 comedy of it. Um uh thing that worked for me was just the creature, the the twist with the UFO really being a uh cr- creature alien that was like hunting and territorial on this particular plot of land and was killing people and eating them and then like it became almost like jaws or you know the predator or something where you have to figure out the rules to engaging with this thing that is hunting people and how to survive and hopefully kill it or whatever and of course in this movie it's for the one big shot you know the one big picture that is proof that aliens exist and uh all the ways that, that the film goes out of its way to try to make that happen and i thought the twist at the end especially with the like camera from the like old timey crank thing being how they captured it was like a really cool moment mm-hmm. um in the film so yeah i i thought the the creature and then just the final reveal in the third act of how the creature like unfolded and and it looks almost like a moth or a butterfly that that absorbs shit and it looked really weird and creepy um like special effects wise uh so i did appreciate the twist of that um i'll get more into probably like the design of the creature uh uh later but yeah so i I did like that that twist and because i just once they told us it was kind of aliens in the trailer i was like so then what's the fucking like that's unusual for jordan peele to reveal so much in the trailer but yeah okay i see it was not really aliens in a ship it the the thing was a creature that ate a bunch of shit what else did you like i like the fact i noticed how can i explain this i like the fact that it was black people chasing after ufos mm-hmm. which you rarely get to see like and it's one of those things where there are probably black people into ufos yes but it's one of those things where they got to kind of just do not trying to find some of the shit that white people do we going to chase aliens we, we we're going to do this grand thing and i really enjoyed them doing it and still being black about it like mm-hmm. we're not gonna use our blackness even though we're talking about ufos and doing this kind of off the wall type of thing we're still going to keep it based in blackness and i appreciated that mm. yeah yeah um a thing i like kiki palmer's character mm-hmm. um she was just really like the heart and soul of this um of this film uh she delivered so many like good lines and her characterization was the dope it wasn't a shout out to jordan peele for this but uh because same thing with us really they don't really like do the sexualized thing it's not really it's not even really gory or that graphic um but uh it's very weird and quirky at times and it takes you on some like side plots to certain things and stuff but yeah i just thought that kiki palmer really killed this role because she was responsible for being the the a lot of the talking on the screen because daniel kaluuya's player uh a character oj was very nonverbal, very not soft-spoken and so kiki comes on the scene and it's like she gotta kill it because if not the movie just gonna be long and fucking quiet and kind of suck mm-hmm. uh so i thought that she was really good as as emerald in this film i also really enjoyed uh the little boy that played uh young ricky Mm -hmm. i enjoyed that that child actor 
more than I thought I would because they basically tell the backstory of uh, Ricky Park. And I appreciate, I was like, oh, this little boy is acting. Like, I, mm-hmm. I'm really. Yeah, he really did give a good performance. I was like, I'm here for this. He's not in the film a long time, but mm-hmm. for what he's in there for, he, he did a good job. Uh, that whole side story was kind of like an interesting tangent. Um, I don't know that it necessarily added that much to the movie. And maybe it's just a bunch of Easter egg type shit that I'm missing that you know we just immediately saw it and i haven't read anything about it so maybe there's stuff i was missing but like that whole eight the monkey goes crazy on the set and kills some people and maims one of the girls and all this stuff it was like interesting but also kind of felt like it didn't have that much to do with the film we were watching and i wonder (laughs) if it boils back down to just the animal instincts yeah type type of yeah maybe 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 right because it was the thing with the horses and don't look it in the eye yeah but he looked that monkey in the eye right no he had that he had that that uh remember he had that little cloth thing kind of across the front of his face so maybe i like that's the thing with jordan pill like maybe i missed it but it, it felt like a long way to go for that i like they i don't think they needed to show us that for us to realize that because um daniel kaluuya straight up says don't look it in the eye and so that's all i need like it is not like oh i would not have known this if they didn't illustrate this monkey uh for 30 minutes of the film <laughs> like i would have been fine without knowing that yeah and i think it was more just because he mentioned the monkey it was a tv show so i'm assuming that like that's why they kind of i think he wanted to show, to show us a monkey doing that yes i don't think it was necessary for the film oh okay i mean it's okay if you disagree it's okay, fine right. but i, I like <laughs> it like it just didn't like i i don't i didn't mean to turn it into like a negative thing but it just didn't resonate to me in like a man because it would have been something like even if steven yoon's character would have been the one that realized don't look it in the eye because he's like oh i survived this thing because i didn't look it in the eye but he never tells our protagonist that no so there's no real transference of knowledge so it's just like a thing that i think jordan just thought was weird and cool and wanted to film right just kind of set up for it and then just filmed it that yeah. makes sense i think he do that sometimes um you know. oh it was your turn my turn go ahead my turn okay i liked the uh brandon uh uh Pierre. Yeah, because he just came out of nowhere. He basically just, just stayed with them. It was, Joined up with the crew. Yeah, he was like, I am the third member of the band, <laughs> which was actually just hilarious. How he was just like, oh, I'm here now, and there's nothing you can do to get rid of me. Yeah, uh, I thought uh, Michael Wincott as Antler's host was great. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not in the movie that long either, but just even the way he talked to them on the phone, and mm-hmm. his death of like i have to get the perfect shot and he died to get the perfect shot on this camera that no one would ever see the footage from nobody like just it just goes full rogue like white man and just gets eaten like i just thought that was like he was a great great character in this uh in this film for the short period of time he's in there mm-hmm. what else did you like just mm-hmm. ready for me okay uh i thought the film the the cinematography outstanding like when you consider what they were doing um one of course jordan peele always like make sure that the people's skin and tones and all that stuff looks great Mm -hmm. filmed a lot of dark skin daniel kaluuya at the middle of the night it was gorgeous it always looked great yes um but also like the special effects of this flying alien saucer looking creature and the choreography with the action happening on the ground and the long sweeping shots that zoom in as they're on horseback or they're trying to escape it um and even the way that they had like a lot of the stuff blocked off so that you could see like the monkey killing people on the set but not the gore of it really i appreciated that um because he uh, jordan pills is an interesting director that he does horror although i consider this more sci-fi than horror but he does horror but it's really done in a way that um most of it's left to the imagination in my opinion Mm -hmm. like 
you know some of it will eventually you know someone gonna get stabbed someone gonna get you know whatever uh you might see somebody get eight or something but in his movies a lot of the horror is like you don't really see see it it's not gory it just has it's, uh it's violent but it's implied violence but um yeah the cinematography uh fucking amazing it was the piggyback on that one it was mm-hmm. it was gorgeous because specifically with daniel kalula Mm-hmm. I actually really appreciate that because he's dark skinned and it's dark outside. Mm-hmm. But they made his skin pop and they particularly made his eyes pop. Yeah. Which I really, really did uh appreciate that. I appreciate that a lot. Uh also I like the relationship between uh OJ and emerald yes i love their relationship and i love that they kind of threw us in the middle of it and they didn't have to give us no background anything like that you just knew that they were brother and sister and we you know we gonna get through this together and so i really appreciate you knowing that there's other things going on but you didn't have to go into depth uh, detail about it to show that they had love for each other yeah and i like a brother sister relationship uh because it's a relationship that is intimate but it doesn't have to always be romantic right. and i think you know with a lot of horror movies there's a like undercurrent of sex and romance all the time and this is you know like jordan peele's kind of managed to navigate around that in this film um and yet you still get that intimate connection and you want them to survive and you understand their bond is genuine and 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 it's kind of like a shortcut to say brother sister but you get it like um so yeah i like that as well um another thing there was something else i was gonna say i really liked um fuck i just lost it um but yeah the brother sister relationship was great um oh it's a smart film but it doesn't really explain it to you all the time and i like like you get it if you pay attention you know like they gets a little explaining with the beginning when they bring up the, like the black guy on the horse and they are related to him but that's just like message you know a little moment for black people uh but, mm-hmm. but also like um like the stuff where they're using their skills as like work growing up working with these horses and daniel kaluuya this quiet farm guy is the one that's figuring out oh we're dealing with a creature and when like that kind of stuff was cool you know figuring out uh that the uh it can't absorb that plastic after that horse Mm. you know because they don't really tell you what they're doing they just like yeah when i got this this horse and you're like what why why she go get that horse and it's like oh okay it ate the fucking horse and then the the horse got stuck in its system for days and it didn't like that shit and even the stuff with steven yoon's character there's this like they seem all cool and chummy and shit but daniel kaluuya's characters like don't tell him too much shit just you know just let do our business and stop trying to hustle blah blah blah, all the time and turns out like dude was kind of honing in on their whole alien shit Mm -hmm. and he had his own probably encounters or things where he was noticing with the aliens and was gonna literally let that shit eat a horse so that them people could watch it but he didn't really understand it was a creature uh and that you can look it in the eyes and all that type of stuff so like it was a smart film that didn't really sit around and explain to you how smart it was there's gonna be people that go i didn't get it or i get it it's some bullshit but i really think it did a good job of making my brain be like what are they doing oh okay you know what i mean like that was so i thought that was kind of cool what i also liked uh you made me think about this what Mm -hmm. i also like is the fact that they went down through the name of the horses and the horses was the smartest characters of the whole film because the horses would like do shit where i'd be like that horse is acting out of character Mm -hmm. they're running away from something or either they're not moving Mm because it was a time where uh uh ricky park had left the horse in a box Mm -hmm. and everybody got fucked up with the horse Mm -hmm. and then uh daniel's character oj showed up and was trying to call the horse the horse did not move the horse was like nope yeah so i appreciate them making smart ass animals um all right so that was your positives want to get into our negatives uh karen what was something you didn't like 
I could see, and 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 this is just me observing. I could see somebody uh, being upset that uh, Keith David wasn't in it very long. I mean, they kind they kind of mm-hmm. told you that, but I could see somebody thinking he would be in it a little bit longer than he was because mm-hmm. within the first fifteen minutes he's dead and then the movie just moves on mm-hmm. so i could see if you were coming thinking you was going to get some of him even though like i said in the trailers they show him die but even if you was thinking you were going to get some of him you you would have thought you was going to get a little bit more yeah um a thing for me i thought it was too long it was like two hours and 12 minutes i really like it's not that it was bad in this the thing i'm saying but i i thought it was greatly done but i thought the monkey side plot you could have taken it out cut 15 20 minutes off this film while it was like a cool it was almost like a cool short that would have been like a cool twilight zone episode or something but he put it in the movie and because i don't feel like it truly added to the movie it added to like the viewer's knowledge but it didn't add to the character's knowledge on the screen so i don't see why we spent so much time there um if it would have been something that happened to them or if steven yoon's character would have told them the truth about what happened mm-hmm. and then they would have been like oh so don't look it in the eyes but it really felt like that shit happened and then, then randomly daniel kaluuya's character realized don't look him in the eyes and i'm like you could have just took that out and said don't look him in the eyes and i would have been like oh that makes sense he would know he deal with horses um they even had that scene with the horse in the beginning where he told somebody not to look it in the eyes yeah, so like and then he turned that thing which made it reflect on itself. yeah so right. like that made that would have made a lot of sense to me um damn i forgot to add one more positive my bad to mm-hmm. go back but uh the tmz guy so good yeah yes so good i was like yeah that shit would happen in real life yes. yeah they would they would literally show and, up. and him dying like don't forget your phone record this <laughs> don't forget the shot and all this shit yes you would <laughs> anyway sorry about that karen anything else uh, another negative like i said i don't have a problem with it but i can mm. see somebody actually saying that the story was not scary enough oh yeah I, yeah I, I, I definitely could, feel like this is sci-fi i could i could see somebody going well i came for a horror movie mm. i came for something closer to get out i came for something closer to us yeah and you really didn't get that part of it you right. you did get some jump scary scenes but it it was nothing like those other two so mm-hmm. i could see somebody coming in this movie and being disappointed yeah particularly with the creature design for me the creature design was definitely different and felt alien and all that stuff but it didn't necessarily feel scary and i think floating. partially because you don't see how it like really does like how it kills the people like it's all like cloud of dust tornado that gets sucked up in it and then like a couple of shots where it looked like people were almost when we were kids and you played with the parachute in pe class and mm-hmm. everybody ran up under the parachute it almost looked like that it and did. then you would hear people screaming but you wouldn't see what was happening to them Mm-mm. and i guess it was supposed to be confusing for us to like figure out what's happening and but honestly it, it the creature wasn't scary in that type of way it just was like this it almost looked pretty i was like oh that's pretty yeah it was almost <laughs> like this existential threat that didn't feel threatening um that uh, like it didn't feel as threatening as i felt it could have been like if they would just added like some tentacles to the creature or something um or you like saw people like experiencing some horrible like grotesque like disfigurement or hurt from the fucking creature as they were getting sucked into it it adds to the like don't get sucked up thing Mm -hmm. as opposed to like this kind of weird nebulous like oh is it sucking them up in a cloud what's happening Mm -hmm. so i thought that creature design to me left a little bit to be desired anything else i could see some people also complaining that it was too simple Mm. like i could see them going in going this is too simple for the horror it, like i said if you coming in for horror yeah you go y'all don't hit none of the horror tropes or any of that stuff like I could, i'd actually say too simple for sci-fi too it's a middle it's a movie that's in the middle uh yes okay okay yeah because i was like oh if you were expecting something more complex this this was not the movie for you yeah uh i definitely felt that big time was they didn't um it was i wrote it was too convenient like you didn't have to even really convince people that much to hop on board everyone 
was obsessed with aliens in this movie everyone was immediately like trying to get the picture for the aliens and it was like this premise that to me is kind of weird in in like if we get the best picture of an alien we will be rich and famous it felt like a plot from something in like the 70s or something before everyone had a cell phone or whatever you know even the whole like yeah there's there's alien pictures but they're too grainy but if we had like a clear picture it was like in this world people would say it's photoshop people would say they they get over it soon you know what i mean like i just anyway it just like you really needed to buy the premise that these because this is another thing i was gonna say they really don't take a lot of time to mourn Mm -mm. in this film for and like i get i know you don't want the film to be too sad but like it felt like they dad died and they immediately was like let's be alien hunters or something i don't like i don't know if it's just like a big time jump and they just don't tell you that it was a big time jump because they don't show you like a funeral or any, it's like Mm-mm. dad dies uh next thing you know kiki Palmer's back home and uh and now it's time to hunt aliens yeah and it may have been one of the things where they may have filmed that and was yeah. just like it don't work yeah maybe they replaced all that shit with that monkey i don't know they may have but yeah I, anyway my my whole point being like i that did kind of throw me off a bit because it was like um you almost wanted to see them did they even cry i don't really think you they would know there was no more like you said even yeah. if we didn't have a funeral just some form of a mourning yeah scene, like right? they don't really even seem to have like family or anything they just seem very disconnected for like this storied family business that is you know uh out here in this ranch or whatever so mm-hmm. i don't know just i don't know there was something missing on that like uh in us i love the family dynamic you know and they you know uh and i know she says she has like kids or something like that but we, well, never, we never see them she never calls them i don't know it's just like there was something so simple about it that in a weird way i wanted more complexity from the movie and i don't like i said i'm not knocking the monkey thing as far as like saying it wasn't well executed but i felt like if it wasn't in there you just add more depth because i wanted to know more about these characters and i feel like especially with daniel kaluuya's character being so nonverbal, we didn't really learn much about these characters that make us root for them other than the fact that i'm rooting for them as protagonists as black people and you know just because it's a film that's based around their experiences but i don't necessarily feel like i learned a lot about them and i didn't find the alien twist to be so deep that i needed to like think about it that much so it, it, it to me it was no reason not to explore these their this family agreed because they also went into a story about uh emerald and a horse and all that stuff and they kind of talked about it and then they almost like they was in the middle of the store and just cut it short it's mm. like oh i can imagine that y'all was probably gonna and they probably may have got cut it like not did it but they were probably gonna show us something to kind of elaborate on the characters yeah and just just decided to just give us that snippet of the past uh but i'm like you i would have wanted to know like what what makes the oj character so quiet mm-hmm. like yeah. like is there something that happened that, that that made him like that yeah like we get that one flashback to when they're kids and they gave away her horse mm-hmm. and, but it was i don't know it's just it was so short i don't i felt like i would have liked more stuff like that than that 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 that's tv show thing i, I i'm not no and like i said people there's gonna be people that love that part and and feel it's essential to the film maybe i i didn't feel that way but i feel like character development could be those 15 minutes and it honestly would have made it hit harder when they survived and she made that look at him and they make you know that point back and forth and and all this Mm -hmm. shit and they even if it would have even if they would have kind of completed the whole like we're not just doing this because we want to be famous and get the oprah shot for this thing because which was sounds like a really shallow goal but if they would have been like we did that for pops like we killed like if they would have said we're gonna kill this creature because it killed our dad that would have been to me such a like better motivation and when they won i would have been like fuck yes as opposed to like 
where i was kind of like i guess they go on to be on oprah now like 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 i guess that was the stakes uh and they just happened to kill the creature uh but that wasn't the plan so i i don't know i would have rather them uh anyway that's just i don't want to rewrite his movie that's just those are just i'm just thinking of things that would have made me like it more uh anything else for negatives yes i could see somebody being really angry about how the creature died i could see Mm. somebody was like a fucking balloon what Mm. and it popped what like i could see somebody actually looking at the screen going the fuck is this yeah that part didn't bother me at all because they set it up with that horse um when they set it up with the plastic horse with the flag on it and shit uh it was like oh this thing can be hurt but we you know i didn't know if it could be killed or not i really just wish they would have said at some point like let's kill this motherfucker or something and then you'd be like oh now i i want now peak my interest is peaked because how do you kill this thing y'all don't got guns y'all don't you know and it was such an innovative way to kill it but it felt like yes. almost like a i don't know it just felt like a, a almost a uh a, a, a side effect like it like not even the intended purpose of what they were doing but anyway yeah yeah um, like i said it, it mm-hmm. didn't bother me either but i'm just saying i could see somebody yeah, looking yeah, at absolutely. that going I'm, okay and also uh one thing for me and maybe this is just me <laughs> at the end of the movie they did like a split second of the cops and then they didn't show the cops no more i was like the cops ain't gonna talk to an interview or nothing mm-hmm. they just show the cops and then she look at her brother and then it just ends and i'm like uh, the, mm. what, you know because normally when the cops come it's you see them something and i was like did they just somebody edit it and just throw the cops in there just like we got cops right like i don't maybe that's just me it's like if that's the case just eliminate the cops <laughs> out of we know the cops are there because you know they did the news story and all that stuff but it was really maybe just me visually it was just strangers to see these cops coming and then for three seconds then it just ends yeah anything else Mm-mm. all right uh let's go ahead and rate it zero to five what would you give it i would give this a three yeah um yeah i'm gonna give it two and a half out of five you know um i and i and maybe subsequent viewings i'll change my mind or something but i saw there were a lot of great reviews scores for it i didn't read them because i didn't want to spoil anything right but I, maybe i just missed it but this was not it for me i think if i had to rank his three films right now is get out us and then this and i think get out and us are like a a plus mm-hmm. and then this film for me is like, like a, a c. c and mm-hmm. it's just is it looks great but i thought the amount of depth and easter eggs and and the intricacies of the plot and the twist and get out and up and us to me hit home so much more than the twist of oh this alien is at it's not an alien ship it's an alien and it was like that's not enough for me i needed this to be a little bit more uh for me and uh so i think we've gone over significantly like what we liked and disliked so we can move on but yeah i give it a two and a half um uh you know still rooting for jordan pill and everything but me too. it just it didn't hit me that and i'm sure people are gonna write in to tell me how it was great for them not telling you it can't be great for you just Mm-mm. saying that for me it, it didn't it it didn't hit me i'm not really you know not it wasn't for me all right we had comments on other episodes that we did other reviews um we got a couple comments on no time to die rona Raphael says i grew up on 007 have watched them all pierce brosnan was the first who i began to appreciate as an adult but daniel craig won me over as the best and the moment i watched a bootleg copy of casino royale back in lagos so uh, although i didn't go to the theater for no time to die i rented it and felt it was deserved send off for my favorite 007 the villain was mad i only looked at his film this film as a send off for my faves i wait to reboot where colonialism finally pays off and a non-white brit man is picked in double as double 007 hi i am james atatunji bond or hi i'm james lee bond give me an indian british bond <laughs> <Come on laughs> yes i'll be here for it 
uh sandler agnes says this is properly the properly the middle tier bond film explores the best of daniel craig bond films daniel craig's exemplary work humanizing bond set pieces stellar cast visually stunning direction and the worst of them weird mgs style plot milk toast uh main bad guy in length then again after the dumpster fire dog shit specter was i'll take this <laughs> damn that damn movie uh film did have a lot to tie up so i commend the effort from the cast and crew to tie this up while i didn't like rami malik i really really liked how they tightened the characters of madeline swan and blowfield uh what was lacking in the previous film with them surely was fixed here really like the first two acts but it does fall apart in the third i said in my letterbox review back in october if they fixed a few things here and there it could rival casino casino royale but it just is just behind the underrated underappreciated quantum of solace yeah that's why i rank it too so if i had to rank these for me casino royale skyfall solace no time to die inspector in the damn trash yeah i would only switch skyfall and no time to die but yeah i hear you happy they wrapped it up and daniel craig can do something else like knives out too he wrapped up a hell of a legacy with bond props to g uh yeah thank you uh the next one was a solo review i did for the adam project sandler Agnes just says the film has heart and i really enjoyed the relationship built between ryan reynolds and walker scobell to have great chemistry it was a fun time yep i agree it was short uh like an hour 40 minutes it's on netflix it looks great you got a nice tv at your house you can't go wrong throwing this on it's the kind of milk movie that would have been in the theater probably if not for the pandemic but probably just got sold to netflix right and it's got some pretty cool futuristic action in it where you know i loved i'm a sucker for that if you're gonna tell me if you're gonna do time travel show me like the cool weapons and stuff mm. uh spoiler review 401 wind river uh ronan Raphael says you're right this movie from casting the storyteller is a five out of five i saw it on a slow day on netflix it was like god damn it's deep i have also liked jeremy renner in almost everything i've seen him in solid ass movie yeah what a what a great movie and also just emotionally compelling um great performances smartly written um uh seeing jeremy renner and elizabeth olsen in a movie together that's not marvel uh was interested too um and just shows that the kind of act the quality of actor that marvel is getting that we just take for granted at this point yes sir because they can act their ass off mm-hmm. and the story also like was relevant and timely and made a lot of like talked about an issue that we don't really hear about the plight of native uh american women in america and how there's no even tracking of the stats of what happens to them that's crazy uh hella hot water celester 63 says i saw this movie back when it first came out mainly because chris pine was in it and i'm low-key a fan i enjoyed it so much that i've seen it multiple times since i've it's definitely one of those movies i watch if it's coming on and i'm just chilling i agree that ben foster stole the movie and jeff bridges did his thing as the old time races with a harder gold character and shout out to alberto who clearly wanted to punch bridges character oh i think i may have read this one already all right punch bridges character in the face of his constant race of marks the entire movie <laughs> bro that closing scene where pine was basically telling bridge bridges to pull up if you want to was everything yes yes that ending like first of all this is another one hour and a half high octane um ben foster the real mvp of the movie and then motherfucking jeff bridges as like the old-timey lawman and that conversation that's almost like a fucking western at the end where they talking nice to each other but really they talking like cold cash shit about each other <laughs> like they literally threatening to murder each other but it's like uh you know i got a place up the way you feel like finishing this conversation and he's like maybe i'll do that well maybe it should yeah maybe i'll uh i forget the exact word there's something like maybe i'll uh say, say goodbye to you or something he's like oh maybe i said to you first or something like so it's like <laughs> damn they really talking about killing each other i loved it um uh, i'm not into country music at all but i had to find outlaw state of mind song because that shit hit at the end of the movie definitely a five out of five yes modern day western excellent execution ben foster got did the damn thing the the heist and oh, oh so good so fucking good oh what a movie all right 
uh last one is for thor love and thunder we got two comments ronan raphael says hi Rod and karen thanks always for your dope reviews i saw thor love and thunder last night and i loved it i also am in agreement with you guys that it was a missed opportunity to not show gore fucking up the other gods right i read the god butcher comic a few years ago and i wasn't sure about how this would be adapted in a single movie featuring jane foster in the gardens of the galaxy so i was impressed by taika's interpretation and his expansion of the mcu with heimdall's son and gore's daughter i didn't see that one coming glad to have sif back too special shout out to the cameos uh in the asgardian drama crew even thor's former roommate is in asgard i'm sure that i missed more taika is a trip zeus though uh yeah great great mm-hmm. yeah all that stuff was fun but yeah I, I stand by i don't know how you don't put gore to god butcher I'm, killing gods in there I, I just don't get it me either i don't know if it's something where you just couldn't get it they filmed right. it yeah because i was like it like i said he is such a still a screen stiller there's no way you don't film that it's almost like you know i hate to give him props but maybe jl covet has something right when he when he talked about how silly ragnarok was which i love ragnarok i think it's great don't change it but taika does bend towards silly so hard that i wouldn't be surprised if he was like i wanted to be silly so gore killing them gods and shit wasn't silly and funny and i didn't want that in my movie so i'd rather cut that shit out than you know uh anyway but it actually would have taken it to the next level i, I mean, agree literally start with the death but when he gets interviewed and stuff he says stuff like no director's cut it would ever be good if it didn't make the film it's because it wasn't good and it also could be special effects shit too where marvel is pushing these special effects people to the limit and they didn't have time to do this so right. i don't know Agnes says love and thunder is a solid follow-up to ragnarok good laughs good action endearing amount of heart felt more of a ragnarok 0.5 than a refined sequel would have been fine with an additional 15 minutes of context behind lady sif getting fucked up by gore losing the arm in the process hell gore could have been a legendary mcu if we'd actually got to see him kill guys in the process yeah that was another mm-hmm. thing screening audiences uh or the early buzz was like gore is the greatest villain in marvel since thanos and shit and i was like it made me so hyped to be like okay like christian bell my man i want to mm-hmm. see him do it up i i don't think they gave him enough to do Mm-mm. but he definitely not the top for me Mm-mm. um and he definitely not better than hella nope uh christian bell is great here but he could have been great if we see more of his conquest natalie portman's mighty thor nearly had me in tears especially near the end hopefully the mid credits isn't the end for her heimdall for that matter two guys telling them about all the good stuff obviously ragnarok is the better film yet it's solid if not great film i've seen some of the discourse around this film reminds me of age of ultron's discourse ultimately ultron aged better with time regardless of whedon's direction love and thunder i expect to be no different in a years in years time i compared it to devil may cry series namely the fourth entry of that series name any game that has divisive reviews but it's obviously otherwise good kind of pans out it's the arkham origins or knight or thor of uh of the thor films um tekken 4 jack 2 saints row 4 ratchet deadlock etc any flaw but solid game pans out to describe love and thunder yeah i guess i, I don't I, I guess it depends on what you mean by pan out like maybe the reviews have been killing it or something i just haven't seen those reviews where they really just shit on it right but i think a lot of people were kind of like it was good not great and to me that's that's about where i think it's gonna end you know right that's that's fair enough yeah i think yeah yeah Uh, like i actually think people were unfair to age of ultron when it came out and i said it when it dropped was like no this is actually a really good film Mm -hmm. and if you're if you're not trying to be sarcastic and sassy about it it's gonna have you can already see how it's gonna connect all this shit together and it's gonna be very important thor love and thunder didn't feel like there's gonna be a lot of callbacks to these moments for the bigger mcu universe look i'm willing to be wrong i love to be wrong on this but it didn't i didn't get the vibes like yeah they're not gonna be able to make blank film without really calling back to the shit that happened here uh kind of here for taika being a damn troll wish he made a grander follow-up but i'm here for this don't give a fuck energy he's not scared and i love it with the i like that the wayne wade gift i do like that it shows the freedom these directors have but Mm -hmm. honestly 
as much as i love marvel films i'm not here for a director that's like i don't give a fuck like no nigga mm-hmm. give a fuck please I, do i do yeah <laughs> like like the the like even the interviews he was doing where he was talking about he asked um natalie portman if she wanted to be in a in a star wars movie because they're gonna they wanted to direct a star wars movie and she was like i've been in three of them i was padme yeah and i died yeah, yeah. and i was like that's actually not cute to me Mm-mm. like if i was so like i get that he wants to be funny you want him to be quirky but i, I would probably if i if i was somewhere working at star wars or, you know disney or whatever i'd be like hey man but for real are you like really gonna make like a film because this shit is important to people mm-hmm. and if you're just gonna blow it off like it ain't shit then it's better for us to find somebody that's gonna take it serious agreed because we don't mind you being funny but it does have to fold into what we're doing all right uh bring on thor 5 the wrath of zeus adorable tutu uh i'm still yeah i'm definitely gonna watch thor 5 and all mm-hmm. that stuff uh another thing that he said in the interview was him and chris hemsworth were shocked when the 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 ending credit said thor will return they was like we didn't even know that they they were gonna put that in there and i was like yeah man i don't know what like i don't know if you're trolling you're joking or you're serious but that's kind of a weird thing to say i don't know anyway he's a weird guy yeah that's very strange and and i'm like of course thor's gonna return because thor didn't die yeah very funny guy but very weird mm-hmm. also um all right that's it for this review thanks for listening everybody uh love to get your feedback so write us in let us know what you think mm-hmm. and uh until next time peace peace